Nifty Show. Keeping it nifty, keeping it spiffy, it is I, Sir Lord Joel Com and Sir Lord Travis Wright, and this is the Nifty Show. Greetings. That is true. This is very nifty. Actually, well, I want to uh, upgrade that image there. So we got all three of our faces on there because I'm not Zach. You can, you can see wait, going this way. Yeah, we, we do need we do need an upgrade. Uh, Zach has an itchy throat today. He was actually just visiting from San Juan. And, uh, you know, NFT NYC is coming up next week. I'm like, uh, don't get sick. Don't get me sick. We got we got things to do. We got, there's an, there's some events going on in New York City. You might have heard about it. And here we are. Uh, it is summertime. Actually, the actual start of summer will be, I think, June 20th this year, June 21st. It's the summer solstice. And we are deep in crypto and NFT winter. It's pretty cold. It's cold, but it's okay. I mean, it's it's still moving forward. All the things are happening. This is just, uh, you know, we're we're going to bottom out here soon, and then we're going to find our way back up again. Adoption hasn't slowed at all. If anything, mm-hmm. it's increased. So it tells you everything you need to know. And I thought we'd do a quick uh, State of the Union recap on where we are with NFTs right now, and then talk about NFT NYC. And so where are we right now? Well, NFTs are kind of in the can right now. Some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them, uh, you know, are are doing fine. When you look at the top NFT coins, you could see a lot of them over the past seven days are down quite a bit. Uh, we're actually a little bit green today, timestamp June 16th, 2022 at 1.25 p.m. in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time. This could change at uh, at any moment. Wait, is that um, flow? Is that a dollar something? Is that a dollar? Dollar fifty three. Wow. You know, that thing has been as high as $30 um, in the heyday of the, uh, you know, in, NBA top shot. And they have the new NFL all day. And there's a lot of stuff being built on flow. So these are kind of things like, I mean, that I think about as a whole of uh, this is definitely uh, like 1999, 2000, when the tech bubble happened. A lot of you folks weren't around then. But uh, there was, you know, there was projects out there like Pets.com that was just a complete scam fail, massive fail. It was and, a scam. I mean, well, it was just a huge fail. It was like there was like basically, if you get a domain name and then you could get somebody to get you some funding, right? They, got, they all, got a sock puppet. They did it. Oh god, they were doing commercials. They were actually on the Super Bowl. Well, anyways, these things just failed miserably. And, but there was a few that popped out that were going to be long-term that stayed around for years and years. I'm pretty sure Flow's going to be around. I'm not for 100% sure, but it would seem to me with the help of the NBA and the NFL and the other stuff that they're doing, Flow will probably be around. You know, There's some other big cryptos around. So that's kind of what you do in the wintertime is you go, okay, who's still building? The Central Land probably going to be around. Sandbox probably going to be around. ApeCoin probably be around because Yuga Labs isn't going away. Although, if you spent $3 million on an NFT uh, of Board Ape, you probably are regretting that, knowing the fact that, you know, you could probably buy that exact same one for about hundred fifty grand now. I don't think anybody spent $3 million. No, no. Kevin yeah. O'Leary did. He, Ke- Kevin O'Leary, the million dollar, you know, that guy who was on Shark Tank. He's Mr. like, well, Wonderful. probably shouldn't have spent $3.1 million on an Ape JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted it and then he talked about pets.com too so yeah it's oh like, my well yeah, but there's time for you to build 
I do think ApeCoin is going to survive. There's questions about whether or not Axie Infinity can survive. You know, this coin got as high as I, I want to say two hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and they're struggling because the the play to earn model to date. Um, which has really been a click to earn model. It's more like, hey, come on in, click the button, earn some crypto, put it in the thing, get the NFTs that are going to earn you more every time you click. We saw this big on um, the Wax blockchain in the beginning with like Our Planet and Green Rabbit. I don't know if those particular projects are going to survive or not. Uh, I just know that their their coins are totally in the can. Um, the playership is down because the coins are in the can. People don't want it. They're not fun. And I wish Zach was actually here right now to talk about this because he is so big on play for fun games. And also you can earn. And that's what he's building with, with Draco Dice. Well, that's the key right there. As you mentioned, is that if somebody wants to play for fun, they're going to go play some of those triple A games from those big game studios, right? I want to play for fun. If I want to play to earn, then I'm going to play some of these blockchain games. Now, you know, Vulcan Forged, they have some amazing graphics. They Some of their games are fun. Gala, some of their games are fun. They're building games that are, that are more entertaining. Some of those properties are going to most likely be around, right? Um, but Axie Infinity is not even calling themselves play to earn. They're calling it play and earn right. now. But you're right on. It's mostly click to earn. And a lot of these projects are doing the stuff. It's like, all right, great. You get to play this game. You maybe earn some crypto. That's all great when the crypto is $200 a token. But now when the token's what? What is it? I can't even see it. It's so minuscule. Is that Axie, bucks? it's uh, $1439. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. So it's gone down. So you're not earning as much. At some time, people were playing Axie Infinity and earning as much as they would, you know, for a whole month in a day sometimes, right? So. Hopefully they cashed out and, and and are able to. If not, there's a lot of unemployed uh, former gamers uh, playing the earners back in the day. So maybe this well, isn't the year of play to earn like we thought. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's maybe we're early, and it's it's certainly not the first time I've called it before. I think you know I I feel like some of this new technology is going to be adopted faster than it actually is because the acceleration rate of technology adoption has picked up. You know, it was mm -hmm. 2007 the first iPhone came out, and now here we are 15 years later, and everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody but Granny, and Granny still doesn't know how to reset the blinking you know clock on her. View. VCR. So that's you know, fine. He still has a VCR. Right. And doesn't know how to set the blinking clock on it. Uh, My mom course, still has a VCR and she's got a shit ton of tapes. Yeah. And not only like those are ones like it's basically was like her DVR for a longest time. She'd record the shows and she's just, mm -hmm. she's meticulously cataloged. I mean, seriously, when she passes away, there's going to be like 300 or 500 VCR tapes that's going straight in the trash. Yep. Yep. Is it a Betamax? I mean, that not would Betamax. really... No, she, that would, she was that not would, an early adopter, so she did not have Betamax. So besides the prices of the various tokens in the space, um, we've seen... Well, and, and prices have dropped. For example, like let's take a look here at Board Apes, okay? At the peak, you said the Board Apes were around... Uh, well, I mean, they weren't the floor ones. They weren't the floor ones. Right. Three, four hundred thousand dollars right um yeah. was was and so now the floor is 86 and eth's almost a thousand dollars just a little bit above so pretty much you can get a board ape for ninety thousand dollars um there the other side uh other deeds 
those things sold for six thousand dollars i think in apecoin initially and now you can get one for about two thousand dollars so if you haven't got a piece of virtual land yet um i think now that they're that low i'm about to jump in i think i might buy me a piece of virtual land for that for 2500 bucks knowing that it was so high so high before because that's the metaverse for yuga labs right Right. that's not and that's not uh that's 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 a good thing right there what's that those are 15 these are the moon birds i finally picked up a moon bird the floor is 16 i had friends that bought them at 40 when eth was still over two thousand dollars Okay, um, at, you know, 40 ETH. And now you can pick up a Moonbird for about seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000. Uh, there's, you know, let's see, the one right here on the floor is uh, this guy right here. Wow, that's, uh, that is a nice gap right there, too. Look at that one live right now for 16.15. And the next one is 18 ETH. So somebody can do a quick flippity flop on that and make a couple grand if, uh, if they want to move on it. Point is, everything's down. And I'm not saying it's not going to go down more. It certainly can. Um, we can go much lower, right? But NFTs are here to stay. The guys behind Moodbirds, Kevin Rose, I heard he just moved to LA, which I can't imagine why, but he's bringing his whole team with him. And uh, he doesn't, he's going to pay 60% taxes now on everything, but they are building something big for the future. Yuga Labs, building something big. Artifact and the Clonex, building something big. They're not going away. And so looking at these projects, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for my entry points and, um, you know, it could go lower, but at some point, if you're going to get in, you just got to pull the trigger. And I, and I would say this, you know, I mean, historically speaking, why, if we're looking at when the bull runs were and when the bear markets were 2018 was a big bear market, mm-hmm. right? Probably. Huge, big time. Even 2019 was a big bear market. Um, so, I'm a big time. And it didn't, and, and even the first part of 2020 was a bear market because right after COVID hit and that's when Bitcoin took a dip. So we could seriously be on a major, a major role of, of crypto being down or just kind of, you know, being sort of steady uh, over time where it's not really going up, not really going down. Where's the bottom, you know, historically on crypto is, you know, Bitcoin's never, once you've, gone past that all-time high up and you know from a previous cycle up into an all-time high like bitcoin did bitcoin in 2019 or 2017 it hit in december it hit uh, almost twenty thousand dollars back in 2017 and then it went down all the way down to like 30 something hundred bucks and then it went up past that 20 grand it broke the all-time high went up to 69 grand Never before has Bitcoin ever gone down below that previous all times highs, um, you know, high. So if this if Bitcoin goes down below 20 grand, if we start seeing 19,000 something Bitcoin, that's uncharted territory for crypto. So once that happens, if that happens, um, you know, the game, the game changes a bit in my mind, because then uh, it could go down, we could go down and see 15,000 Bitcoin. We could go down and see 5,000 Bitcoin. There was a big poll on on uh, LinkedIn with a bunch of crypto people saying, "How low are we going to go?" Very mm-hmm. few people thought twenty thousand is the low. Most people think that fifteen or five thousand is the low. Although people are negative when it's in a uh, yeah, I, I don't imagine you know what? Low. When when crypto's going up, everybody thinks it's going to keep going up, and when it's going down, everybody thinks it's going to keep going down. Personally, I think we're almost at the bottom. 
personally, but I'm wrong most of the time. Well, so then you also thought that we were still in a bull market for a long time. That was just kind of recapitulating. So we are overall, we're in a bull market. Well, if it depends on how far you pull back, it is. It is <laughs> I'm going to zoom way out. He's, he's zooming. He's zooming way out. But it's like a million, a million year zoom out. I'm like, boy, Bitcoin is just a bull market all the way across. Across. I mean, if you got a Bitcoin when it's two, three hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, and you're still, still sitting at twenty grand, you've done great. You're not hurting so much. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that got in when it was high. It's the ones that bought some of these NFTs at prices that aren't great, and so. The market slowdown is here. And, you know, when do you want to launch a new NFT project? You know, you probably don't want to launch a brand new project right now when the market is in its worst. We were thinking of launching Ancient Wisdom, the Soul Shaman project here in June. And it's like, you know what? There's some partnerships that we're getting into place. This market is being is so down right now. I mean, when we were thinking about launching at a 0.07 ETH, you know, that's that was almost like a couple hundred bucks. It was like 220 bucks or something whenever we originally were thinking about doing that. And then now if you go 0.07 ETH, what the hell is that? That's a tiny amount when bit, when when Ethereum itself is at $1,100. So if you're talking about 0.1 ETH, you're talking about $110 at 0.1 ETH right now. So you're talking about probably $90 if you're launching. So, you know, but then again, if you raise the price, you're going to, if we, you know, big, you know, a lot of these NFTs are priced in Ethereum or they're priced in some of these other tokens. So now it's almost like, you know what? I don't want to price it in in Ethereum. I'd rather I'm like, well, I really think that two hundred and fifty dollars is what we should launch these NFTs at. What's two hundred dollars in comparison to ETH? OK, boom. And then and then as ETH goes back up, if you if you launched a successful project in this market, then you get a whole lot more ETH. Right. right, which is, by the way, what I'm doing. I'm I'm going on wax right now. I'm going into the marketplace here, and I've been selling off um, NFTs that you know previously uh, would have gone for a lot less wax. You know, for example, I sold this uh, Alien Worlds thing. You know, 465 wax was a couple hundred bucks um, just a few months ago. Right now, it's only 41. So I'm stacking it now. Because in the mind of somebody buying this, they're getting it a lot cheaper, but I'm getting the wax and I'm going to hot all the wax in hopes that the wax goes up. Yeah, it's now, probably a good idea. You know, now there's and- been a couple trends. Let me point this out to you, um, Trav. There's a trend now for free mints and Goblin Town WTF is the one that kind of set it off. These really ugly looking things right here. And yeah, they're not uh, cute. It was a free mint, and the floor on them right now is, you know, 3.48 ETH. They've done 37,000 ETH in volume. And you know, the so- NBA did that too. The NBA did one called mm-hmm. the, the, before Goblin Town, called the Association. And the Association, basically, they launched, I believe, the starting five players for every one of the NBA teams that were in the playoffs. And the more points and stuff that you got over time, um, or they got over time, it increased the power of those NFTs, right? Is what they so they've evolved those NFTs. And so I thought, oh man, Philadelphia 76ers are gonna kill it. I'm gonna go out and get some Joel M. I'm gonna go get a Joel Embiid. I'm gonna so I went out and I bought some of those. And overall, they've tanked. Joel Embiid got up. hurt. 
And so they, it was in a, they screwed it up, didn't they? Didn't they do something they over minted or something happened where the contract was wonky and they, they ended yeah. up having more created than more supply than should have been. So there is a lot of free mint collections that are trying to duplicate the success of Goblin Town because they didn't make anything on the mint. But, you know, seven and a half percent royalty on thirty seven thousand ETH in volume is is not bad. And so um, so that's happening. And the other thing I want to point out that's so important, Trav, is community. There was I'm, I'm in a community um, called Jenkins, the valet, the writer's room. Uh, and basically owning the NFT gives you an opportunity to first write a book with the community that will be released as okay. a community. And they've been moving forward. Well, somebody hacked their Twitter, uh, I believe yesterday. And as a result, um, this guy here, Cirrus NFT, good job on you, Cirrus. Um, he sniped an ape for 73 ETH and it was worth over 140 ETH at the time. And then he found out it was stolen via, I guess it was a Discord hack, not, not Twitter. And so he connected with the person who owned it. Jenkins, the valet, these people, um, they paid, they, re they reimbursed the dude completely and they had no responsibility in it. It wasn't their fault at all. So community is going to be huge. And these guys put themselves out there and said, Hey, we're going to stand by our community. <clears throat> and he uh, gave that, that, he bought 78 eighth or whatever. And then he gave it back to the original owner and he got reimbursed by Jenkins. Okay. The, the, this collection the that wasn't responsible, the community gave him the money to, to pay for it, which <clears throat> community is going to be so important. And that is one of the 15 things that Travis and I are going to be talking about when we take the main stage at Rockefeller Center's Radio City Music Hall uh, during NFT NYC this coming week. I'm, I'm really excited about this, Trav. You know, I, I am as I am as well. I think that it's going to be uh, – it's a fantastic stage. For one, you think about some of the most prolific stages in the world, right? Carnegie Hall is one, right? Radio City Music Hall right up there and another one of those great stages. And so we actually get to perform on this. I've been, I've been really working on Pilates. I'm working on my leg kicks. I'm going to see if – I'm actually going to get my leg up high enough to kick Joel's ass. Look at this stage, Travis. This is the stage right here. Of course, it won't be lit up like this. Um, you know, this is a Christmas theme. theme Maybe they'll light it up with here. NFTs or light it up with... with uh... Here it is. Look at this. This is... We get to be up here. This is going to be absolutely amazing. It seats like 6,000 people. Yeah. Only day one. So this thing is... They're going to have 15,000 attendees and probably 15,000 additional non-ticket holders because there's dozens of ancillary events that are taking probably place. Probably way more than that when you consider you're in New York and then there's right. people who just live in New York that are going to go to some of these ancillary events. Probably another 50,000 people are going to go to some of these other events. Yeah, it could be 1,500 speakers across 11 stages at seven venues. Uh, and you and I are going to be emceeing on a couple stages. Um, Aaron Sell and Gen FT, the Nifty Chicks, are going to be on a panel um, that are women in NFTs, I believe, on Thursday um, in the afternoon at the Edison Ballroom, which is the second largest mm -hmm. uh, stage in the venue. And uh, people are trying you to say doing something every day. I'm like, we're doing the thing on the 21st then on the 22nd. I'm doing uh, actually the future of NFTs. Uh, that'll be a fun panel that I'm on. And then we're doing, there's one that's the social NFTs. I think you're doing one day and then I'm doing that one the next mm -hmm. day. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be incredible. Oh, and then there's, a, you know, speaking of ancillary events, um, I'm going to be uh, emceeing, uh, moderating a discussion with uh, William Quigley at the WAX private event, which is Tuesday night. And there's just so much going on. And I would and say this at- also, there's a, there's, there's a couple events that Ancient Wisdom and a project CryptoBots.me is going to be participating in, which we're going to be launching a new segment around uh, that. Every week we're going to talk about uh, what's going on with, with CryptoBots.me. But there's a, there's a, yeah. it's a project that came out in 2017, and uh, they just kept building and doing a lot of great stuff around CryptoBots. So we're going to be talking about that. But there's there's some places that uh, that they're going to be, uh, and we'll put them in the show notes here, of the where you can go because there's a couple of Eventbrites. One is Nifty Castle. Dot io they're having a four-day event and ancient wisdom there'll be ancient wisdom stickers there and CryptoBots stickers as well as some displays of some of this all artwork and there's something that's going to happen with these that we can't tell you yet what's going to happen to these uh but it's going to be awesome you know what the the floor right now is uh, 0.095 i'm going to buy this one right off the floor right now gas let's see if gas is um oh I can't get this one for some reason. Maybe somebody bought it already, and, and I don't. Sometimes that happens on OpenSea. So uh, not financial advice, but you guys might want to take a look at what's going on with uh, crypto bots. Look for the official uh, verified collection on Yeah, and on actually, OpenSea. you know what's crazy, Joel, is that on my um, – uh, oh, whenever I plugged into VCon. So VCon, you actually connect to your wallet, and it shows all your NFTs in there so you can could verify – that you had VCon tickets and whatnot. This actually showed up as the oldest collection of NFTs that I have, even predating the uh, the Curio cards. Wow, these are old. Yeah, I'm not these sure what's old. going on with the buy now thing on on these at the moment. I'm not sure if the. Well, look at the market. The market's like. Yeah, no, I'm just curious. Like, there's the buy now <laughs> on the actual page. Usually, yeah. you can click right here. And yeah, and there's only ten. Them. There's only ten thousand of them, but they had some burn mechanics in there. Is that like you could take some of your low? You see, there's still only ten thousand total ones, but you can see some of them have a much higher uh, serial number. Right, that's like because somebody actually burnt some of the lower mint ones to try to create new ones, and so some of the newer ones they did that. So they've done a lot of little mechanisms over time. That was pretty fun. But we'll talk about that. We'll give you in the show notes here in in the description on this video. Uh, a couple links. So there's a, there's some event brights. We're going to be all over that. We all over uh, New York city. So we, you know, if you want to come and meet us, we can give you a nifty show sticker. We've got a bunch of those. We're going to be oh, handing yeah. out. And look, uh, look at this. You in person. This is the, uh, the, the draft program. If you go to NFT NYC and click on the draft program, it's 46 pages. Mm. Um, so nine, all- nine or 10 v- total stage venues, right? Yeah. So right after lunch at Radio City Music Hall on day one is going to be Spike Lee. Okay, he's going to talk about the future film of NFTs. He's our warm up act because then we're going to talk about 15 ways to create a successful NFT project. It is going to be packed with content and hilarious because that's what we do. And right after that, William Quigley is coming on stage to talk about the evolution of digital assets from gaming to commerce. So, uh, you know it, what's crazy about that right there? It's like the NFTs from gaming to commerce. Remember when I bought nftcommerce.com uh-huh. back in the day? I'm like, oh, uh-huh. dude, e commerce, it's NFT commerce and it's coming. 
And people are talking, look at that, 40 pages. Look at this. Work. I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling <clears throat> and scrolling. This this event is going to be absolutely Huge. historical. Hey, Trevor. And when you go, we... yeah, I'm speaking at NFT NYC. And like, yeah, yeah, cool. There's 40 pages of you. Yeah, but like there's there was three times the number of people applied to speak. So they actually right. had to turn a lot of people away. This uh, is what, this is the Super Bowl of NFTs, Joel, as it says here on this little spinning thing. Coinbase really says is. that. I, I I said that as well. Look at all those different things. Look at that. Man, <laughs> when we went to the first one and then there was just like uh, a few hundred not, people. Yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> so one thing I want to hit on before uh, we call it a day and, and start packing for NYC, I just got a message from uh, my friend at Wax and check this out. The Wax P bridge um, to ETH where you're going to be able to move your NFTs from Wax to ETH is oh, coming. Wow. It's coming soon. Uh, oh. so, so and ERC20 wallets are going to have the ability to store Wax P on top of that. So look at this. Think of that, man. Th think of that. All those early, um, you know. But I wonder: is that Wax P NFTs that is atomic only, or the simple asset ones like those original garbage pail kids that are so valuable in those packs? I don't like know. I'm guessing it's probably atomic to begin okay. with, but I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask and find out. I just know it's happening. Yeah. And uh, and that's pretty exciting because what, what should really, really happen exciting. that can really move the market, Joel, potentially the big market where the money is and wax does a lot of transactions, but nothing compared to Ethereum. So if projects can sell on Ethereum, but then play on wax, like you buy your 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 tokens on Ethereum, but then you play on wax where there's no gas and the transactions are, in, are instant, you can actually play games on wax that you cannot play on Ethereum because it takes too long to transact and because the transactions are too expensive. So, um, you know, we're, we're both still on the WAX Advisory Council and uh, we're fans of WAX. We've, of course, released multiple projects on WAX and there is more to come, by the way, gang. We're just not telling you right now, but there's more to come. So, Trev, what happens in the crypto places? winter, folks, is yeah, people build. We build, build. we so build. <clears throat> yep. So we are wanted on a spaces and we are late. So we're going to say adios for now. Thanks mm -hmm. for participating in this thing we call the nifty show. And Travis, what do we need to do? As always, my dudes and my dudettes and the rockets is you got to keep it nifty. Looking into the future. What do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Zach are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Zach say this will blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show.